Okay, y'all, not me trying to watch one last video before I go to bed. So, um, we've been talking a little bit about, like, the childless woman. Um, and one of the things I've said before, and I've heard this said by other people, too, is, you know, the whole idea that if a woman stays single, um, she can be used by companies to pay you know, for lower wages and whatnot. And so she ends up being kind of exploited um, because those male dominated, you know, industries feel like, well, we just go home to our cats. And if that, and um, we don't have a life so they can demand more of us for less pay. But uh, I want to play this soundbite for you just to kind of give you an idea of what it means um, when you're looking at children. And here's the thing. I feel like if anybody can kind of break this cycle, it's going to be women. But let me just go ahead and play this. This is from Bourbon Bougie. I'm in bed. I, I'm not I Probably tomorrow I will take a picture of the thumbnail. But it's from Bourbon Bougie. And let me see if I can have an idea of when she posted this. Uh, oh, damn, from six, about six or eight months ago. And it's the one titled Kids Built in Recession Cure. Um, why Child-Free Women are a Threat. Uh, Child-Free by Choice, Recession, Economy, Consumers, Consumerism. So you can't see this title very well, but the title of this Life magazine that was um, produced in 1958 says Kids built-in recession cure. It basically says American four-year-olds of that time represent a backlog of business orders that will take two decades to fulfill. So all these people are looking at when they see these little kids are money. Mm. And think about how that plays today where women are opting out of motherhood. That's just hitting them in these pockets. That is the reason why Everybody keeps looking back to the 1950s because of the recession, because we're not making people money if we're not having kids, because women who don't have kids aren't going to be rushing out to buy washing machines and dishwashers. It's all reading history is amazing. And I agree with that, too. And remember, um, there was a moment in time uh, I can't take credit for this statement, but I did see it in one of the chats. Um, I don't remember which chat it was at the moment. But one of the women in the chat said, we are giving birth to predators and prey. And so it's one of those things like, I mean, me being childless myself, right? And crossing over towards like the most loving thing I could do for my unborn children. Y'all know I I'll be, I'll be talking about my unborn babies love them to pieces, to the moon. And I think the most loving thing I could do at this point is to just, if that means that I have to work harder and buy a house by myself and um, get the lower wages, I'm not going to perpetuate this cycle where I'm giving birth to, you know, I would like to think that my children are not going to be predators, but with that being said, where now I'm putting them in a situation to where they have to um, 
face all of these. It, it can be beautiful. I mean, I, I feel like this. Like, if you already have children, try to give them the best life you can, right? Um, And be responsible. And... um. That type of thing, because I'm not, I'm not going to say like just because you birth someone like they're just going to go off the deep end. But there is that risk involved. But at the same time, it's like. If we're just having children to satisfy the demand for, you know, construction to go on and, you know, um. For for us who have taken like those marketing um classes, they talked about how with the baby boomers you had the the construction of um the station wagon, right? And um all these other uh, like types of toys and introduction of baby food and um when they started to like she said like they started to run the, the numbers it's like all these huge opportunities if you encourage people to have lots of children then guess what now not only are you adding to this labor force you're also adding more consumers into the pipeline so if our pipeline is dwindling then that's not good for like I like to say big pharma but for big companies right so if if I were to have um a daughter, right, she would now have to face the world for all the beauty, but also for all the things in terms of like um somebody else trying to take advantage in terms of not paying her, um, expecting her to have children that would then go on into a system like a perpetual just for you know, this whole system of endless enslavement i think that um would all of us or the majority of us like to have children that are gonna have a better life than us yeah but in reality let's be really practical here um that's not always the case um you have some people that will pull themselves up by the bootstraps and that type of thing and become successful um but that's you know again like unless you're trying to be as conducive as possible to that process like why why add more fuel to the fire um and like i said too like even when you look at what's happening um right now we have so many homeless people we have so many children you know even just africa alone right um if you wanted to be a missionary, you could just go out there and spend the rest of your life. Although, y'all, although, truth be told, I just got off the podcast and it's like Mother Teresa, she was a nun and she didn't have a husband, um, but she took care of orphan kids, but she didn't contribute to society. So maybe I'm just leaving, leading y'all down down a um different path. But yeah, I don't know. I think like we can talk about how women are being muled um by big companies cuz they can you know pay us less and when you do have like for example if I were married I would have maybe you know like one household as opposed to if I you know unless some women have their own properties that they keep but again those are so few and far between um but if you have 
you know, single men and single women, that means that you can build more houses. Although that doesn't really like right now, there's eh, depending on which day, you know, U.S., there could be a housing crisis and sometimes it's just there's there's enough like if if you have the money for it then you can pay for it um <clears throat> but and you know even with the with the talk of AI I think that AI in a way we 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 are I think um a little bit overpopulated I think the best thing to do is to take care of the humans that we have now um and the whole idea of AI is that if we have less enslaved people, maybe you can get to this point where you can have like um more quality of life. You know, I, I know people are not the biggest fans of AI. I know my mind is a little bit like looks at it a little bit differently. I understand there's lower vibrational uses of AI, but um if you can remove all of the menial tasks um that means that you can focus on like more like philosophy higher schools of thought and you can um i don't know i think it kind of puts you back in this situation and then i'm going to get off of here too cuz i feel like i'm about to fall asleep and i'm probably not going to start making a lot of sense but um remember i talked about how for me it got to a point where it's like I didn't need a guy. I wanted a guy. And so to me, there's way more burden because if it's someone that I want, like you have to have a personality. We have to have, you know, interesting conversation. I'm not just here with my hand out, you know, face down, ass up because I need a roof over my head or, you know, someone to buy me food or you know, because I want children, like, who are you as a human being? What is your purpose? You know, what, what are you made up of? Like, what are your thoughts on things? You know, likes, dislikes, can we spend a good time together companionship? So I think that if you remove the elements of having to kind of do jobs that are lower um when i say menial meaning that it's kind of uh for one we don't as a society we don't really appreciate you know like the janitor the custodial or um you know the retail workers or restaurant workers or stuff like that anyways um but it would free you up to have more time with your family and go to the park and not have to spend so many hours. I I don't know how much the regular population would have access to this. Um, but then the idea would be that if you don't have to, if you eliminate having to be dependent on someone for just, um, like I said, for, for, um, for your livelihood, then maybe you'll get more better relationships out of it, y'all. But I'm going to go to bed. Um, I just wanted you to hear that, you know, I think that if anybody can break the cycle, it's going to be women. Like, us women that are choosing not to have children or doing a favor, um, just depends on how you look at it because... Um, 
The same way they look at women to be mulled, it's like, why would I give birth to a child to be mulled? Like, why would I pass on that misery? And again, like I said, like I, I, you know, if you do want to have a child, my take on it is uh, go the Queen of Sheba route. I have several podcasts on it. If I had to do it all over again next lifetime, I would go Queen of Sheba. I would be like Queen of Sheba, you know, reincarnated. I have dibs on that. But if y'all want to, you know, it can be lots of us. We're going into Queen Bee energy where we're going to have to have our own colonies anyways. So, you know, if, if I wanted to have a child, I would just make sure that it's under the best of circumstances and, um understanding that the father may not be there it's not that I don't want that but be prepared and to have everything around that that child can thrive um without that component and I I remember thinking about this too it's it's so interesting because um I kind of wanted to do the same thing too with um exploring what it means to be a black woman and just abandoning considering myself being black and maybe even being a woman um and or all the other things that you can kind of abandon right um but i do remember the the uh sharing a little bit of my thought process of and you can hear it like from my older stuff to now like i said i used to want to have five kids um of course wanted to do it in the confines of marriage um, and then starting to, I, like, I know for a fact there's some podcasts, like, I want to say within the last year, where I was still kind of like, I'm going to still have a love child, y'all, I'm going to get y'all a Mr. Musings of a Divine Masculine on here, and that type of a thing, and fully aware that, okay, going to hope for the best, but probably going to end up a baby mama, but I'll still have a, a child that I can take care of. And then I remember her kind of just talking it through with you guys about how, or you ladies, correction, correction, I do listen, um, or with you ladies about, I feel like it would be selfish for me to have a child. Because at this point, it's about me wanting to... <sighs> fulfill and kind of like in a way compete with other moms to to kind of show like you know like a badge of honor type of a thing but it would not be fair to that child because I think that I I even talked about this too I think I had a podcast where I was like I would rather me be rich and cry in a Bugatti with my baby and then I looked up the Bugatti and for one it's not made for tall people for two there is no car seat that <laughs> you can't put the car seat in the back I think it's a two-seater um but it was this whole idea of like you know me and my kid can tough it out and at least you know we'll cry in a high rise together and I was like you know I don't I don't want my child to have to, oh my gosh, it's raining. Tropical Storm Hillary, y'all. It's been raining nonstop. It's pouring. It had stopped earlier, like around 8 o'clock. Right now it's 11. Um, But yeah, I just feel like, 
even if I were to explore having a child now, right? I really could, y'all. I really could go out and just have a child with somebody. Um, but I just, I can't, I understand it would be so hard to, and I think I'm almost getting a little bit teary-eyed, you know? Uh, like I said, I, I've actually had dreams about three of my kids. Um, and so it was two boys and the last one was the cutest little girl. And (laughs) I don't know, I think it would be hard for me to try to explain to them. And, and you know what made me, um, there's several points in life. I remember I was looking into... Um, like having a surrogate um child or something like that. Um, you know, so it would still be mine, but well, not that an adopted child wouldn't be mine, but um, the the so there was a TED talk of this young lady, and her mom had used her her ovaries her frozen eggs and she got a sperm donor and she chose a facility where if the child wanted to they could learn who their father is and the father would be okay with that um and so this young lady talked about her experience of having that curiosity like how come all the other kids had their their dad and it was this is a caucasian um young lady i don't think she was older than 18 she was still in high school um and i was so incredibly proud of her too because she was so um insightful and so well thought through and i think that's a huge credit to her upbringing and her mom and it wasn't one of those things where she just had the baby like she had these conversations with her and was understood that when the time came to be well balanced and it definitely shone through in the way she was talking but she asked her mom and her mom had that conversation with her and she said if you want to you can you know meet your dad and I had you under these circumstances and so she talked about her experience of kind of deciding like yeah I do want to find out who my dad is and so kids whether you try to explain to them that, you know, you, you know, you have a whole house, you're going to private school, you can travel, you know, you can wear designer and all this stuff. Um, they're, they're always going to have that, like, um, des- desire to see who their dad is. And so she found out who her father was. And if, if I remember correctly, she wasn't too enthralled with having met him, she was kind of like when she met him, she was good on it. But but she found out, I think she said she had like 30 other siblings. It was some weird thing like that. And so at the time that she did her, um, oh man, it's boring. Um... By the time she did the TED Talks, it was, uh, she had met three of her other siblings. I remember she had a, um older brother, which she always wanted an older brother. 
and that type of thing. And I, I was like, man, I mean, it's a lot of work. I think that if I were to have a child, I obviously I'm going to, I'm going to go full throttle, you know? Um, but, uh, I understand there's that 50, 50 chance where they're going to feel maybe some kind of way that they don't, they don't have their dad in the picture and there could be resentment there. And at this point, it comes down to like what I said before, (coughs) time for me to go to bed. It comes down to risk management. So like I said, if you're going to play, play to win, um, if you choose to, <coughs> mm, my throat. If you choose to to contribute to society, then just do it responsibly. Um, one of my other movements that I like is these moms talk about how they're like one child and done. And low-key, I wish my mom had done the same thing too because my quality of life was so much better when I was an only child. I know it's selfish. I will acknowledge that. Um, But when you have multiple children and how, you know, we just consume everything and we could eat my parents out of a house. You know, we're all gigantuan um, (laughs) type of a thing. And, and, you know, they sent us to private school and that can be like close to 10,000, 12,000 a year Um, back then. And, you know, on a single parent income, that's, that can take a strain. And um, thankfully, somehow they were able to do it. But um, when I listened to, there's a young lady, I don't remember who it was, but she did a stitch on, uh, all of the women who have like the one child and done. And they talked about how they liked it because they felt like they contributed to society, but they were able to focus and pour into that one child and really get that child on their way and really get them fully established as opposed to like splitting up all the energy in different directions and, you know, being spread really thin. And it's just in that safe space where you, you know, you can still kind of keep your sanity. You know, if you do need to have somebody come take care of the child, it's just one child for, you know, a couple hours and you can kind of navigate versus like, you know, dropping off two, three and four kids somewhere for someone else to take care of while you get a breather. It makes it easier to navigate and stuff. I, I remember going to school with, um, um uh single like children like only children and um oh my god it's getting worse oh my gosh you guys we're getting wind um I was talking to my niece earlier so where she's at there it's wind it's stormy and way more rain down here. It's not so much rainy. And this is the first time we're getting wind right now. Going into Monday morning. Um, tropical storm Hillary's in Southern California, y'all. Um, but yeah, the um, in several instances where it was an only child, or whether it was a male or female, they made sure that they had, you know, like 
adopted brothers or like um not like adoption agency but the same way like how I have a little sister um they would just be like okay this is going to be your little brother from now on or this is going to be your brother and they make sure to nurture those relationships and so they have like night tight knit um friends that that they grow up with so that they don't feel lonely um and and they they are actually both like the two that come to mind that I started first grade with um they're both both have happily married and have their children and grew up to be like upstanding citizens i think one is a doctor and then the other one the last i heard he he's like a photographer for celebrities um and i think he does like like architect engineering and stuff like that so um they're both doing really good still happily married and stuff like that um so there's there's this, you know i i talk about the options the options are there and he, the risk management is okay as long as you understand and you're prepared for it because you owe that to your child like it's one thing if you have the child and then you don't have the conversations or you're not prepared for the fact that if if you know you get divorced or he passes away you know um or he just doesn't you know want to be in the picture anymore are you prepared to have those conversations what are they going to look like and that means you have to be mentally prepared and then be able to explain that to a child and help them to navigate what what that means and make it understand that um they they still have value as a person they're still loved help them navigate any abandonment issues and um you know of course that means you're going to have to have resources available like if they need to have access to therapy um you know and community and that type of thing then just keep that in mind that that's kind of like the way I would play it right Okay, I am legitimately going to just roll over. I'm going to um, upload this probably. If I wake up early in the morning, I will upload it. If not, it won't be until tomorrow um, after I'm done trading because mm, I'm sleepy. It's 11.54. I'll talk to you all later. Have an amazing day. We'll see where I go with the topics. I almost feel like um, I, I did enough trolling. I think I've processed like the way I really feel about two of the most major um, conversations and um, whether surrounding, you know, deciding to stay single and um, being okay with being child free. I think I'm ready to go 10 toes down on that. And I think I just like being a black woman. Like I think I'm, you know, I, I kind of, messed around and found out a little bit but I, yeah so I think I'm ready to move on to other stuff we're gonna revisit the power oracles for divine feminine and, and um divine masculine like how to navigate age of Aquarius and I might pull from the gods and titans which is like the decks of the the male gods and stuff like that and kind of just mess around with that a little bit in see what we can learn from there so that those are my um intentions for tomorrow y'all have an amazing night have an amazing monday i will catch you on the flip side bye